speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! But listen, it gets you talking, though. It gets you talking. They could also use that £50 uh, for a carryout for the for the Oliveira fight, Daniel. Just be a bit <laughs> selfish. And then just buy loads of the drink with it. Four fifths of the UFC chat are here. <laughs> I don't know. That's the night there was one, to be honest. We don't get no, drinking alcohol on this recording. What? Have you ever done this sober? <laughs> I, I think the question is, has he actually ever been sober? Not if he's done this sober. <laughs> I don't know. As I'm, I'm sitting here with my two, my two uh, five pint cans of tenants and my little bottle of Ricardo and get me through this stream with you guys. I'm not even looking right at my phone, right? But I know. That we've started recording because Kyle's voice changes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You put on like a a voice. The voice. Like a, like a I I can tell. I don't even need to look at my phone. I just know. Weird. It's uh, because I'm a professional. Professional wanker. <laughs> <laughs> And we've started off uh, this episode with this na- this week's podcast name. But welcome in. Thank you for, for listening to another week of Morons Reviewing Movies. We do appreciate you that are listening um, as much as you guys don't appreciate me. Um, maybe I won't even hear this episode then just to fuck these over. But we are in this week to talk about our comedy week. So we have got Ted and The Hangover. Who can remember what we watched last time round? Oh, fuck, now you're asking. John Wicks? Uh, yeah, John Wicks. He sells paint. John Wicks, less successful brother. <laughs> uh, handyman come uh, assassin. <laughs> I was so confident as soon as I said it, I was like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because in the group chat, Bonzi, you kept calling uh, Mad Max, Max Mad instead. I know. At least, so, even though I say everything wrong, at least I, at least I give you a wee into to what you what the correct words are. So you'd be lost with me. We would be lost without you, Bunsey. But we did watch uh, Max Mad and John Wicks uh, last week. <laughs> Can anyone remember what we scored them at? We got a little bit of a backlash on one of them from from a few of the morons. Yes, Max Mad was quite low. I was going to say David Copperfield was back commenting again. Oh, David, thanks for your comments. Be magician, uh, um, do you want some of the feedback? Oh, go for it. Let's shoot straight in with feedback. Kyle and Daniel know what they're talking about. Lol, this movie is amazing. Um, we we, we knew that. that. The only ones. I don't see that comment anywhere. I think you've just made yeah, that up. Uh, Good shout out here for why the book wins, uh, which was another... She does like books versus movies, and she mentioned us on one of her YouTube episodes. So there's a wee mention back for you why the book wins. What did she uh, say? These guys are fucking hopeless. <laughs> I don't think so. I can't. Uh, I can't remember. I went and watched it anyway. Um, so David Copperfield's comment: 
ha, 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 with a space in between each one, so a little gap. Just need to move on. Everyone's got a tiny particle of Hitler in their lungs. Some people don't get through the road. And then he said, you guys should watch some art house shit that we'd expect low scores from that may end up bringing back surprising reactions. Um, and he suggested that we watch Mulholland Drive. Um, and we also got other such comments like, this is disgusting. It was probably the angriest one we got. So I, there you go. Even um, you mentioned about Hitler, I'm sure it was, it was Keldon the one that said he wanted Hitler to come to a dinner party with him or something. So he's yeah. definitely got some Hitler in his... In his lungs anyway, so. Listen, I'd have, I'd have a drink with Hitler. You'd have a drink with MD, though. <laughs> Instead of just being drinking yourself and just doing a, doing a Aye, podcast. The key point being, you would have to drink, the guest is optional. Me and Hitler could share a couple of cans of tenants. <laughs> it's my favourite episode, that one. The Hitler episode. <laughs> if you're going to drink your tenants, make sure it's fresh out of the cupboard, nice and room temp. Lovely, lovely little tipple. <laughs> Aye, that's love- my favourite question, that episode, about who, who you'd want to go on a night out with. That was, that was really funny. I love that we've actually got an, a Hitler episode. I can say, remember the Hitler episode? I love that that's the thing. <laughs> well, uh, we didn't get as many negative comments in the John Wick one. You can always tell when there's been a, a score that's a bit controversial because looking at the John Wick one at the moment, we had two comments. Um, well, first one, great rating, and another one, finally a reasonable score for a movie that deserves it. I was speaking to one of our pals at the weekend, Dubs, and he was basically saying it's like he only listens to them if we give shit scores. If we give like <laughs> decent scores to a movie, he just doesn't bother listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because he's like, well, there's no point in hearing if you actually like a movie because it's going to be all good stuff. He just wants to hear us berating ones. So some people have got different views. They actually want us to be abusive towards films whereas our folk just they get a knickers and a twist if they see in Bora Bora two and a half or whatever. It is funny when you look at the scores and obviously we, we do do this based on our enjoyment and we've got our own individual ways that we do it. But some folk get very, very irate. I, I got a I got a stern tailing off uh, on Saturday in the wee bar. Uh, I'm not gonna name names of that, but he's six foot seven. <laughs> and he basically like proper like called me a like a fucking something because I rated Mad Max at a one. He said it should be a two minimum, even if he didn't like it because of the of the cinematography. <laughs> so he said, even though you didn't like it, you should have scored it a two because of the cinematography. That's why I can't take you seriously. Something along those lines. Then and that then, was also the man who's got, is it not got a, the movie that's the worst in our full leaderboard? So I think his comments mean anything, to be honest. Exactly. I'm not going to take anything that, that uh, the man who gave us Zulu Dawn, I'm not taking anything he says seriously. Uh, but I was trying to explain to him that, that it's like, a, it's a personal preference. Like, movies are, like, like people like different things. He just, he wasn't having it. Uh, kind of similar to, to the reaction that he gave when we scored Zulu Dawn. Uh, a zero. Uh, what was yeah. his reaction when we scored Zulu on a zero, Sean? Do you remember? Uh, I, I left the chat. Well, there would have been six morons sitting here and they said five <laughs> if uh, we scored that a little bit higher. I, w- I was just going to say, he su- that sums up some of the comments we get, like that little argument that we had a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's like, even if you don't like it, you have to 
Like you must, you uh, must agree with me. Like fucking, you like it, you don't like it. I loved it, you didn't like it. It's fine. Sound. Move on. Uh, like I don't tell you. Like you need to score this lower because, like, it's just like. Do you know what I mean? Like you like steak. I don't like steak. It's people like what they like. You turned around recently, so you had a good steak recently, did you not? I've not had one since, to be uh, to be fair. Because <laughs> I know that it would just be disappointing, so I've no bother. Saving it for special occasions. Yeah. Aye. Just March the fourteenth on March the fourteenth. Yeah. Steak blow job day. <laughs> I was going to at least let him Google it. <laughs> 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 Hunter knows that straight off the bat. No even any hesitation. Well, it's already penciled in his diary. See steak blowjob Eve. <laughs> what do you get? Uh, what do you get in steak and blowjob Eve? What, you just get a wee appetizer, so it's like a high job and a bum gaff, and you get the main course. Oh, my, oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? Not even started yet. We've seen. Oh, listen. Everyone benefits from it. The women get bangers and gash the night be- the, the month before, so they're sorted <laughs> as well. But let's get let's get talking about movies that we're here um, to to actually talk about. Who'd like to kick us off with talking about Ted? Um, I mean, everyone's seen Ted. I'm not even going to read the blurb. So, Hunter, you kick us off. <coughs> right, I've got to say, like, can I? When I was younger, I used to like Family Guy, and then I remember us coming out and thinking it was hilarious. And again, I probably did watch it sort of two, three, four, a few times anyway after it came out. But you see now going back to it after so long, it definitely kind of doesn't hit sort of the the, the, hit as hard to maybe laugh wise as maybe what it once used to. And I don't know if that's just me turning into a born old bastard or maybe it's just not as funny as it was uh, 10 years ago but uh, again there's still I mean it's you know, a simple premise it's just like an adult Pinocchio where a bear instead of a wee boy essentially and I mean it's acting wise as, as Mark Wahlberg just Mark Wahlberg he's just uh, got, he's just kind of that typical Boston guy, that's it, he's got to obviously be the, just himself, that's it, now you've got uh, Mila Kunis, kudos to Kunis, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, it's a three straight away from off the bat, just with the name on the list. Yes. <laughs> and again, it's it's, it's just it's just like a glorified extended episode of Family Guy. I think that's what it is. And I think we were having to talk about it. I was in the group chat not long ago about Family Guy and stuff like that. And I kind of, like you now, Kyle, I find Family Guy a lot funnier out of context when it's clipped up and memed to go with something rather than sitting down and watching a full episode. I can't remember the last time I actually did that. And that's where this movie is very similar because I've seen plenty of little clips of this movie on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, and they're funny in 15 to 20 mm-hmm. seconds, but when you watch a whole film of it, it's just boring. There's, it's not as funny as it thinks it is, um, and I, I struggle with that type of humour, um, just right. very much like you've described. 
I guess ten years ago, there's been a very different score, a very different reaction. I think from even the majority of us, but here we are, older and wiser, and it's definitely not striking the same chords it once did. Fair play, fair play. Bonzi, am I going to go on a limb here and say that this was potentially the first time that you'd ever seen Ted? It was I, because when you made the comments and I did seen Ted, I was going to say, well, I haven't, but you didn't give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even include you in that conversation of everybody. You're just an outcast, an outsider. But I'm listen, you're, you're, you're vastly coming up on uh, 200 movies in the last kind of what two years, two and a half. I know. Years? Probably watch more than most of our friends now. That's it. That for us, obviously. Um, I so I think my views are sort of similar to Hunter's. Like I thought the beginning was. It worked better. The, the beginning of the film actually worked quite well because it was quite um, quickly set up it, and it was short and concise. Like, although obviously you go maybe twenty five years into the future when he first gets the Teddy, as there was no need to, there would have been no need to have that much filler. But um, my main take from the film is like um, John's character is like Mark Wahlberg. It's like we're you supposed to like him or not because I thought he was a complete asshole throughout the film, um, and. I'm assuming obviously this is aimed at people. I don't. What age is this? Has this got a rating on the film, Kel? It's an 18, I'm sure. Oh. I think this is a fucking 18. Right. Okay. Well, that. What my comment was going to be. I thought it was maybe aged at a younger audience, but obviously it's not because it's an 18. But. Um, I think it was a you. <laughs> no. <well, laughs> I thought it was like LV or something. I, I don't know. Like it wasn't like there was swearing, but I didn't think maybe obviously just because we are used to maybe hearing swearing, it didn't seem anything over the top. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't think it was aimed at. I don't think I didn't expect it to be said it was an eighteen anyway. It says here that it's R rated. So is that not our eighteen? Yeah, that's well, our. Let's well, watch that teddy bear. Shagging a lassie on food. You think it's a, like a PG? Lie, <laughs> <laughs> true. I forgot about that scene actually. <laughs> just, just, just interrupt you now, Daniel. It says, R, I've just Googled what, what rated it says here. R rated. <clears throat> Children under 17 going to see Ted must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. So it is aimed yeah. at younger then. No, that's is that's right? the highest you can rate it in America, though. So. Oh, okay, right. Um, I, I just thought it was like. It just seemed like everything was never, nothing was ever his fault. It was always somebody else's fault. It was like blaming obviously the Teddy on blaming Ted for him skiving work, getting high, and then blaming him for when um, the la- uh, Mila, is it Mila Kunis? I can't even remember her name. Is that right? Yeah. Mila Kunis splits yeah. up with him and all that kind of stuff. It just it just seemed like a total loser to me. And I don't think Matt Walker was that impressive in the film either. Like he was quite boring, I thought. Um, it didn't. I think throughout the film, obviously, I was going on with the comedy and thinking I was going to be high on the laughter. Like there was bits that were funny, but like the drawn hotel room and stuff like that. But it was more you were sort of sniggering and laughing a wee bit instead of being howling, which is what I was hoping for going in. And the kidnapping part of Ted, that was quite well done, I thought as well. Like, but. I just didn't really hit the spot at all for me. I think I was expecting to enjoy this film a lot more because obviously I've had some categories where I'll be in and thought, oh, this is going to be pitch. And sometimes they have been and sometimes they've surprised me. 
Whereas I thought this week, obviously, I was going to probably really enjoy and give really high scores. I think it's, I don't feel a lot of comedies as, I think if I'd watched this before we'd watched all the other films that we have, I would probably give it a higher score as well and we'd enjoyed it more. But I think some of those are a lot better out there than this. And that's why it's not going to, that's why it's not going to score massively high for me. But it was still decent enough and whatever else. It was just, it just wasn't anything special, I would say. It's interesting you say about the um, the kidnapping scene because I thought that was the most pointless part of the whole film. Mm-hmm. I just I, they could have took that whole part out from it; it would have made no difference to what was going on. Um, as much as it, like they could have cheap humor at the the two be the two weirdos, the the father and son duo. Um, I, I just I just felt it didn't really need it. It didn't need it at all. Sean, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I think I'd only seen this one before, uh, well, sorry, the once before, when it first came out, and like I, from memory, like I, I didn't really rate it, and like I, I loved Family Guy, uh, not really seen that much of the new stuff, but like I used to watch it constantly when I was younger, uh, but on a, I'll call this a rewatch, I actually really enjoyed it, uh, it does at times feel like a live action Family Guy, uh, just with like different characters, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Joe, the policeman, his voice actor's in it. Or I'm positive it's his voice actor because it sounds a double. Uh, 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 the guy uh, who... He's more when he's a wee boy is the woman who voices Lois, too. Is it? Aye. Uh, oh, I never noticed that. He's more when he's a wee boy. What bit was that uh, in the film? Was that, was that at the start? Aye. Uh, oh, that was the opening scene. Yeah. Uh, did she stop beanies more after? <laughs> well, you never see him in the film anymore. <laughs> uh, so I, at times it did feel like a live action family guy. The humour's very similar. Uh, even like the musical bits in between scenes, if you closed your eyes, it would feel like you're watching an episode of Family Guy. Like just the wee kind of, kind of piano light tune that you hear. Uh, but like, that doesn't bother me at all. Like it's obviously Seth MacFarlane that's written it and all that kind of stuff. It's, he's obviously the voice of Ted, but uh, no, nah, I, I did actually find it quite funny. Uh, the kidnapping, but I'm going to totally disagree with what Kyle said, and like, I actually enjoyed that. But the boy uh, who was the like the the, the dad, uh, you see him all the time and stuff. But actually, I have no idea what his name is. Uh, I thought he was really good in it as well. Like the bit where he's uh, standing watching the tail and he's dancing in front of it it's like nothing spectacular that but I was just pushing myself at that just it's totally stupid and like it adds nothing to the like the actual storyline he's just a fucking weirdo uh, <laughs> but I like nah, like I'm, I'm trying to think back to even the bits that I find like particularly funny like when he's going for the job interviews and obviously he doesn't know how to get the job and he's just saying ridiculous stuff but he just keeps promoting them mm-hmm. like it's just wee stupid things I don't know I just feel myself just kind of chuckling away uh, but no, I did actually quite enjoy that. I was just going to add as well as that um, the bit, see the bit where Matt Roberts' character goes and starts singing on the stage and that, like that was just boring. Like I know obviously our boss was like, boss was just a total sleaze in the film. But as I say, because he's just 
coming across as like, oh, the world's against me. I've never done anything wrong, blah, blah, blah. I was just hoping she'd just tell him to go and fuck off, basically, instead of like running back in his arms at that point and then um, getting back together and whatever. That bit was just, I was just like, nah, this is all the nonsense. I think I'm somewhat to show about the funny funny bits as well. It's like, like Sean says, there was nothing that was all massive laughter. It was more sort of sniggers and stuff of like that as well. So, I like it's not like, like, Total belly laughing at bits and all that, but like I think it is a very kind of like it's a very particular sense of humour. Or sorry, like, you have to have a very particular sense of humour to like properly belly laugh it on that. Like it is just a stupid film. I mean, fuck's sake, it's about a teddy that comes to life. So anything that comes as part of the story, whether it's a kidnapping bit or anything like that, just need to take it for what it is. It's just light-hearted and daft. Uh, so I went quiet there because I got rudely interrupted. Uh, through my train of thought, uh, but uh, what was I saying there? See, my mind's been blank. All the, all everyone else is ignoring you, Sean, because they're checking the football scores. So don't. Uh, I'm just looking at how Dean Emerson's just decided to just like stand at the model go and try and run save a free kick, and it's got me a bet up as well. So that was pretty good. All right. <laughs> no man, you go. It's a patient, so it's something different. <laughs> uh, but I uh, like it's. I, I definitely enjoyed it watching it again. Uh, I don't know if I would go and watch Ted 2. I don't actually think I've ever seen Ted 2. Uh, that actually the one? Aye, there's a second one, aye. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the first one was kind of genuinely got regarded as a success anyway, like whether obviously people aren't going to, like, some people won't like it and all that, but I'm pretty sure it was like, pretty successful like, in terms of like the money it made in that. So I'm just reading the, uh, the, the little blurb about Ted 2. It's a newlywed couple, Ted and Tammy Lynn, want to have a baby, but in order to qualify to be parents, Ted has to prove that he's a person in a court of law. That sounds That's, awful. Uh, uh, but I mean, like, it is the kind of one that they would always go and make a second one, I suppose, and just milk it for everything that they can. Uh, but I don't recall ever seeing Ted too. But just to summarise this word salad, I've just kind of... Spout you do. I, I enjoyed it. I could have just said that uh, instead of just. <laughs> just I enjoyed it. That'll do, guys. Move on. Mm. Next person talks. Daniel, you've not said anything. You're coming in. Um, I've kept very quiet in my thoughts on this since watching it. And I'm glad you came with me last. Um, this is dog shit of the highest order. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of the worst things. So unlike you lot. I never watched this when it came out. Um, this was a first time viewing for me, and holy fuck, is this bad! Like none of this landed with me at all. Um, and like, I like stupid humor. I like, I don't mind if things are coherent. I don't care about the story. Like, just none of it was funny, and I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't like Ted. Were you supposed to dislike Mila Kunis for? been nagging but they're both absolute wankers Ted and Mark Wahlberg so like I don't like anyone the only character I found enjoyable to watch was the same as uh, the guy Sean mentioned the guy who plays the fucking weird brother and friends that guy he's also my name is he's also in my name is Errol and he's oh, in a few I other- loved my name is Errol gone in uh, 60 seconds yep yeah, gone in 60 seconds he's a good I, I like him he's He's good. He's also on an Amazon program about. Ah, yes, I was just thinking. No. Tree, 
he was in jail with somebody and he's pretending to be somebody's nephew or grandson and he goes to their, their farm and like I've not seen I've only seen a few episodes of it. I can't mind the name of it. Well, we all seem to like him as an actor. I say we go back and watch some of his movies because one of the ones I've just seen there on his list is Avatar. Oh no. I hope we don't A for this new thing, by the way. Um so to summarize this is shite. I'm going to explain multiple reasons why I hated this. Um, see the things about the storyline. It just is. I don't care how stupid it was, but I just kept going on and on pointlessly. I, I just felt like loads of stuff was happening, but also fuck all was happening. Um, and the the humor. See a bear, fucking fake hump in the air. <laughs> If that's your thing, right, that you find funny sound, right? But surely even if you find that funny, an hour later, it's no funny anymore, is it? Like, see the scene where it's going back and forth and it ends up with him putting the lotion over himself and going, that's too far. Like, oh, man, like, it was bad. Like, I was just sort of cringing at how bad it was. Like, how did this... I was shocked that this got made, never mind that a sequel was spawned to this fucking dog shit. Um, also, this is more of a personal thing, but um, no, it was Nora Jones was the singer who he interrupted for that stupid mm-hmm. moment. Um, and that just fills me with dread because it reminds me of being like 15, 16, hungover after having a party in my house and there was like bodies all over my bedroom, like folk just fucking hungover. And <laughs> Nora Jones was always playing because someday I used to stay over, like playing it to go to sleep. And it would just be repeating over and over and over again. Fucking fills my head with dread. Uh, so overall, this was not a pleasant experience. I tried to give it the whole benefit of the doubt. Uh, I got really high. I got relaxed. I chilled on the couch. Everything you want for a comedy. But it was still shit. Um, and my last little bit of annoyance is that this the airplane, this got selected by our fucking idiot followers over the airplane which I subsequently watched anyway, and it's amazing. I mean, we'd all have loved it, but this pile of shite one. Well, Back guys, to, to cheer you up, go and give us a 30-second reason on why everyone should watch Airplane. Um, it's probably got about 151 liners in it, which are all fucking hilarious. That's all it is. It's a bunch of one-liners on a plane. Is it? You've not really sold it to me, to be honest. The, the, the air like humping the air humping teddy bear seems more appealing than one liners on a plane. So almost every single joke in this in the movie airplane has been stolen since then. Like it's groundbreakingly funny. Like it's got more jokes per minute than any film you'll ever see. Like it's just every single situation they can make funny, they make funny in a flight. That's what they do. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm I'm gonna download it and watch it next week when I'm on an airplane. Aye, tell me what you honestly think. Aye, watch it on an airplane. That's a great way to watch it. <laughs> Got a four-hour flight, so I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can fit the fit the movie in. Uh, a scathing review for Daniel coming at the end there. That surprised me. Like for me, I I, I get what it's trying to do, but it just and unless it's going to be shouting bazinga every couple of words, I'm not really going to appreciate it ever. <laughs> Nah, they take me up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same level of comedy. It's, it's lowest common denominator comedy. 
it's what this is. It's like people falling over, people humping shit, people swearing, people talking about shagging. Like it's that's all it is. It's the lowest common denominator stuff that you maybe laugh at when you're in Diamond Seven. Sounds like the first six episodes I've just watched it all, all was sunny in Philadelphia. It's pretty much the same. Not the opposite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't don't bite. <laughs> he's going to be converted soon which I'm enjoying so I think I've, I've got faith in Kyle to be open minded and go on the journey as he goes through it should be my new uh, my, my new FIFA watch well I suppose we should get to some scoring after Hunter draws some trivia in for us that I'm assuming he's forgot no I've got it here but uh, unsurprisingly there was very little trivia or very little trivia of note I felt like recording on this. So what I found was a uh, Ted was usually played in inverted commas on set by a stem with eyeballs on it. Um, what? So basically, imagine like a stick with two eyeballs, and that was who they would speak to when conversing with Ted. And then it was like oh, green screen then after, like CGI Teddy. Yes. So uh, did you know think it was real? <laughs> 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 I think <it's> Biden, you <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, so Mark Wahlberg um, had agreed to appear in a Seth MacFarlane movie after seeing a caricature of himself on Family Guy in 1999. Um, this was a uh, Universal Pictures' highest-grossing film of 2012, ahead of Battleship and Snow White and the Huntsman, which is not a film starring myself. Just in case you ever did. Two movies are absolutely shite, those other two films. Uh, basically, the best of a bad bunch there. Battleships? Who remembers Battleships? Did they make a was movie out of the board game Battleships? Yeah. Was that no Rihanna that was in that? Uh, uh, I've seen this. Fucking hell. <laughs> Maybe right, so, that'll fall into category B. Yes, that's possible. Boondock Saints and Battleships. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, so final bit of trivia, which uh, Daniel, well, I'd imagine, is just going to anger him even more rather than appreciating this bit of trivia. <laughs> so the scene where John recalls first meeting Laurie is a spoof of Airplane, and it marks a strange occurrence where one movie, this one spoofs another one, which is movie and Airplane, which itself is a spoof, uh, already spoofing another movie of Saturday Night Fever. So. A spoof, um, a spoof, Yeah. <laughs> Spoof Inception, um, yes. but that just—I'm quite happy about that. That just further cement, further cements my point of how groundbreaking Airplane was. That, that, that there's a homage to it in this dog shit attempt at a comedy. And just to have you've got our moronic followers to thank for choosing Ted over Airplane. Yes. Well, Hunter, one bit you missed out there. This was also a Oscar nominee. What? This was nominated in the best achievement in music written for motion pictures with an original song. And it lost out to Skyfall by Adele. Uh, I mean, that's a fucking tune. Uh There we go. There we go. Uh, Well, I think we should get to some scores on the doors for this end. I'm going to start from one end of the scale and head the way down. So I'm going to start off with Sean. (laughs) I'm going to hope that Burns is taking note of these because I'm sitting in the dark and I've got a pen. I am going to give this a 3.25. 3.25. 
3.25, so three times better than Mad Max. Hunter, yes. in fact, no, let's come straight to Daniel. Uh, a 0 0.5 for me, guys. 0 0.5. Hunter? Um, 1.5 for me. 1.5 for Hunter. Give it a solid 1 from me. What the fuck? <laughs> Burnsy? Um, I'm going to give it a 2.25. 2.25. Sean, it's very, very seldom are you high on the leaderboard has been the the, the the most scored points for a movie. I think this is the one of the first times since Back to the Future 2 that this has happened. Wow. Well, at least I'll uh, I'll get a bit of leeway this week then by all the mongos that are fucking following us on Instagram. It'll probably be the opposite, Sean. It'll probably be me that... Uh... <laughs> It'll probably be me and you get all the uh, abuse. All the abuse. Hey, because everyone hey, else in the films are absolutely shit. So it's you hey, and me and you get the abuse anyway. I don't know. Hey, this movie sucks, yo. Fucking idiots. And Sean meant morons uh, with, with his, his previous comment there, not the one that Sean used. Uh, I was oh, also going to say. I'm, I'm tell, <laughs> You can tell. That Sean's not looking at his phone because the hands up system is working perfectly well. Except you could tell Sean's no giving a fucking no watching. Oh no, sorry, I'm actually, I'm actually just watching the football. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry. Uh, full professionals that we are, guys. Eh? Full professionals. Uh, Burns, what does that do to the overall scoring? One point seven. One point seven. So let's have a little stab, guys. What movies does that become in line with? Hunter, we'll come to you first. Oh, you always come to me. I can never actually think and put on the spot. If anyone's got a thought of a movie, they can jump in instead of having this day of their time. Super bad. Super bad. Oh, shoot. That is a good Actually, I was basing my score on, and I'd, so I know I gave that a more than this. I think I gave it a 1.75 or a 2 or something because I looked terrible. I'll see what I gave it. Okay. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, um, back oh, to the future too. Now that Sean said it, now that we probably had some similar scoring. I'm going to bring one out of the archives with Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies, Sean. Oh, no, that was down a lot more, wasn't it? Uh, I'll kind of think. face off. Face off. You do it. Is it actually all very, very close? Though, but one of you has got absolute bang on. Uh, Daniel with Bridge of Spies. Oh, okay. well, I'll take it back. I just gave you abuse there. Too, so, <laughs> you so 133 on the list. We've got Bridge of Spies joint with Shutter Island. Now has Ted joining it. Uh, but he's went too far away. Super bad and Back to the Future 2 just above it off at 1.95. And Face Off just below it with a 1.6. Boys know their stuff, know their leaderboard anyway, that's for sure. Well, let's uh, let's get Ricketting away from Ted, and we'll see if the Hangover has any any better consequences or results from the boys. But before we head on there, uh, I'm just going to ask a question because I got asked this recently, and I had what I think is a hilarious story to tell of misfortune. But I want you guys to reveal an embarrassing moment from your childhood. Oh. But well, while you think, I'm going to give you mine because I, I relived this recently because 
a few weeks ago, I went back to my old primary school to teach uh, to teach all the, the the students Taekwondo there, um, and it, as I was walking up towards going into the actual gate, I seen the, like the the trees and all the shit at the side as I was walking, and I remembered climbing one of those said trees, and for whatever reason, this day my mum sent me to school wearing a pair of green cord trousers. You've heard that right, green cord trousers. So climb this tree, go very far, obviously, to the top, because I'm a fucking ninja. Uh, slipped and got my trousers caught in a branch, which then ripped from the crotch all the way down to the bottom, exposing my bright red Y-fronts as I had to walk through the school back to the, te- <laughs> the head teacher's office to phone my mum to take come get me. Because <laughs> I was pretty much standing there, just my wee pants in, in the middle of school. I was about P5 or 6 and got ridiculed for that for a very long time. I did uh, I did loads of stupid stuff, but I don't really get embarrassed. Do mean? That, to be fair, that was that was definitely up there uh, in one of the most embarrassing moments for me. It goes alongside the time that I tried to kick a football and the sole of my shoe came off. Right, so what you have done in your... Uh... Childhood happened to be in my early adulthood, or was it a nightclub in Dunfermline? <laughs> no clink coming up a tree, but. Is I this a way for Hunter to say they exposed himself as an adult? I didn't expose myself, but I did do a slut drop and my jean kind of bust at the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to cut about my jacket tied in my waist for the rest of it because it was a bus back. I couldn't afford a taxi back for Dunfermline myself. What are you doing attempting slut drops, Hunter? I don't know. I'm not in the physical state to be attempting that anyway. No, you'd never get back up if you did that now. No. <laughs> be fair, I don't think any of us would. No. <laughs> oh, I've got really staff stories. I did so much stupid shit when I was young. Like, I was just a walking disaster for my mom. I don't know how they dealt with me. Like, I mean, I used to get sent to. The, I might get sent to the shop for the paper. And coming back with just the outside, like one sheet of the paper. <laughs> My mother window, and if you looked up the street, was just every piece like scattered <laughs> on like a trail behind. I just, I just stopped it as I was going. I would just do stupid shit all the time. I went out. Uh, I would leave the house fully clothed and all my stuff, and come back like without a shoe. I, I lost a shoe in the burn uh, fishing for minnows back in the day. Uh, I just did stupid shit all the fucking time. I'd always get caught doing stuff. Like, I stole dust caps off the head teacher's car and playing with the school. Fucking. Because I looked different as well. Mind when at school it was snow and everyone would just fucking get smashed with snowballs and that was what happened, right? Mm-hmm. I get called into the fucking headmistress, well, the director that she was, Mrs. Holmes, for anyone who knows. Uh, Burns, they all know. Yeah. And uh, she was like, you were throwing snowballs yesterday. And I was like, the whole school were throwing snowballs. And she was like, yes, but I can see you on the CCTV cameras. <laughs> and I was the only cunt in the whole fucking school that got in trouble for it. Annoying. To be fair though, Daniel, you did have a beard and long hair at the same time. That's <laughs> 100% the reason why it I seems got caught. Least if anyone else, they wouldn't get caught again. Aye. <laughs> I was a nightmare for fucking teachers at school. Like I'm an absolute nightmare at times. See, if I wasn't interested, I was an absolute dick. Neely Mackay was worse than me, though. <laughs> Exposed with a full name there, too. I know. <laughs> yeah. Were you, uh, were you born with stubble, Daniel? 
See, uh, I was always the hairiest man in the world. I, I am genuinely, to paint a picture for those listening, I'm genuinely the hairiest <laughs> man I've ever seen in real life. Um, and I went I mean, for pints after work on Friday, and this subject came up. So I exposed my upper arms and shoulders to these people to horrify the sponsors, like, <laughs> like as if I'm like a circus freak. So, aye, I'm like a yeti. But aye, I had a beard. I had a full beard by the time I was in my 13 at high school. What the fuck? That's fucking weird. Uh, and you well, can ask. I wouldn't have, have been too far behind you on the on the on the beard things there. At 13 at high school, I was tattooed and stubbled. Aye. I, 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 I had a tattoo I was 15 too, like a fucking idiot. A big, massive thing in my stomach. But my day like, I had my first shave at 18. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I thought I was bad, but I'm sure I shaved before I was 18. So I, was no, I, I, I never had any fucking hair anyway until I was like, a lot older than 13 anyway. <laughs> Oh no! So embarrassing stuff. I might be the only kid in primary six swimming lessons with hairy legs, which was <laughs> that, that. That was quite embarrassing. And then you were like twenty-four at the time. Did the primary six swimming lessons? I wouldn't say that'd be embarrassing. Everybody else would probably be like thinking there's something wrong with them because you're all hairy. I'm like, like ten years older. It was too young for that. See, by the time you get to first and second year, that's definitely the case. But in primary six, it's just weird. Like, uh, I look like fucking <laughs> Like, so fucking weird. Um, and then, like, I could go... I was the one that got sent for everyone's booze very young, because I could get served booze. But then I couldn't mm-hmm. get a half on the bus home for the pub, even though I was a half. I was under mm-hmm. six. But they would never let me on for the half. There you go. There's some uh, boring stories about uh, being a hairy young man. Pros and cons, eh? Mm-hmm. You can you can buy a drink, but you can't get a half on the bus. I would say as well, the most painful thing in the whole world is getting your back waxed when you're as hairy as me. Like I'll, I remember I'll, making I'll, that I'll point. That. I had to go. I was going on holiday, and I thought, "Fuck it, I'll get it waxed," because um, you can't walk about looking like me, like a fucking freak. So. <laughs> I look in and you, you, you think is you phone up to make the appointment and the person answering thinks like a normal human being is booking an appointment right <laughs> so they think a normal person's coming in with a wee bit of hair at the bottom of his back and that do you know what I mean like some fluff here and there and then I walk in and it's like Mavis cancel my two o'clock like fucking I'm <laughs> for ages and it's the fucking worst thing like the woman felt so sorry for me like she'd never seen anything like me and then I was in so much fucking pain so I had no listen. Aye, Laurie says that as well. Why is Laurie seen short uh, Daniel naked? No, it was a joke about her getting a butt back waxed, but oh. <laughs> doing like a lead balloon there. <laughs> I got it short, it was fine. <sighs> I remember uh, like every year, me, my cousin and my gran and my granda would go to Sandylands and Salcoats, the caravan park, which is basically just fucking Ned Central. And uh, I remember, I must have been like 10 or 11 or something, but I remember like my like my gran would go in and play bingo, and obviously like we weren't allowed in the bingo room because so it's technically gambling, even though we could go around every fruit machine in the place, every pug and fucking play that. But like there was a pool table in the middle of this bit, so like to your right was like the big hall where the bar was, and to your left was the bingo room. 
and bang the middle was this pool table. So me and my cousin used to play pool all the time. And I remember seeing this lassie. Again, I'm like 10 or 11. And I was like, I thought it was dead impressive, right? That I was like playing pool and all that, looking cool as anything. And I was like, there was a group of like boys who were like the same age as me, just at the back of this room. And uh, I was bending over to take a pool shot, right? And like she was watching like your game. And I was trying to act all like great at pool and all that. And then one of the boys up the back took out a dart gun and shot me in the arse. And I started screaming. <laughs> and then when I, like, I, I went back to the caravan and like there was just a puncture in my arse cheek. My granddad was absolutely ra- he, he was fucking raging. He wanted to go out and like batter a child. <laughs> I was in absolute tears. It's safe to say that uh, that, that lassie never looked at me the same after that. Well, this thing's sure if she did, then you wouldn't be all worried though. So it's worth <laughs> it in the long run. That'd be some scheme, that. But uh, <laughs> my, conf- my confidence no. was absolutely shot after that. Which is no listening. That's just one thing that springs to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Also, on the, on the in the same place, I don't know if this was the same year that we went, but uh, I remember this lassie came up to me and goes, "Will you nip my pal?" And I had no idea what nipping somebody meant. Uh, apparently it means kiss uh, and I just basically like absolutely shot myself and just walked away thinking it was like some kind of like actual physical like you're physically going to nip somebody but, uh, wow. uh, he was 18 then as well when that one happened <laughs> yeah I was 23 yeah. <laughs> it's funny how like our childhood holidays are like caravan parks and stuff I love that mm-hmm. shit I only ever got to go away once as a child uh, <laughs> And it was so that my dad could bring back a suitcase full of fags from Spain, and we went and we went there on a bus. It was oh, a fucking. Fuck. Oh <laughs> man! Do you know how long it takes to get to Spain on a bus? Oh, Two fuck days. That. Two days. <laughs> Torture as a child. Be pricey, too, when you kind of go on for a half. <laughs> I went on holidays. I used to go on holiday all the time. My grandpa had an air at the caravan, but it was the most exciting thing in my life. Like I was standing outside with my wee suitcase and everything, and then. Whenever they'd go down and cut the grass, I'd have like my wee fate one more going and cutting the grass with my papa and stuff like that. <laughs> As if it was actually achieving anything. I can't think any really embarrassing stories when I was young though. So I don't want to embarrass myself and make one up it's or say one that I don't even think's funny. So I think we've all probably got plenty of you when you're drunk, if you share I know that's the thing. We'll leave them for a we'll leave them for a different episode. Oh mm-hmm. well, we'll move on There's and we'll plenty talk of about, uh, other drunk people uh, in a fucking amazing segue in with the hangover. Oh. Um well done. No bad, Burnsy. Had you seen The Hangover, Burnsy, before this time? Um, no, I had no. Shocked. I'm absolutely shook. <laughs> well, take us away with your thoughts, because you're the most articulate out of all of us when it comes to talking about movies. Right, thanks. Um, so I am like, um, I thought this started off quite slow with the build-up. Um, piecing stuff together, it just seemed to seemed really slow, I thought. Um, I can't really put my finger on what I didn't like about it. It just didn't really feel as if I was learning anything. Like, was there any real need to know that Bradley Cooper's character was a teacher? I didn't think I didn't think that any relevance to the film as it progressed at all. Like that was just pointless. Um when you get into the when they got into it though, um I think some of the Ted, like I was thinking I was gonna be hoping I was gonna be laughing uncontrollably. And again, like this. It was more sort of sniggers, wee laughs. It didn't. It wasn't anything that blew me away. Um, obviously, when they wake, wake up the phone day and they see the Bengal tiger in the bathroom, that was quite funny. 
I just imagine me just being in the bathroom. Burnsy just lying in the middle of the floor. Because uh, that's one of the nicknames that I get called for people who obviously that are listening. I don't know why that even started, but there you go. I know, <laughs> I know why it started. Oh, enlighten <laughs> us, please. You sounded like a Bengal tiger when you snored on your trip to London for the boxing with Neely. Oh, was that what it, where it was from? I knew it was something to do with snoring, obviously, but I didn't know why this I is, it, etc. This is why it's good to have someone autistic in the group. <laughs> Um, and also, like when the baby just turns up, that was quite funny because I was you weren't obviously expecting that to happen. When, but then I thought after those two parts, is I could see where the storyline was going in terms of the funny parts of where it was going to lead to. So then it didn't really make me, it didn't really hit me with the laughter as much as it might have been for other people who maybe weren't anticipating it as much. So it fell a bit flat. In those instances, but it was enjoyable and whatever. Um, and I think someone to Ted again, it's like one of these films where if it was like a film that I just start, I watched like three years ago or whatever, I would say, Oh, this is really good, you need to go back and watch it or recommend it to people. But there'd be a lot other films that I would re- recommend over this compared to. Compared to other ones, I thought Bradley Cooper was class in it, though. I did think he was very good, but obviously in the previous one, I said that Mark Wahlberg was shit. Um, and obviously, Mike, the only bit that seemed a bit random, obviously to me, was Mike Tyson just appearing out of nowhere. When I don't think he was, you might think definitely, maybe it's, I didn't think he was that bad in the film. Like, it wasn't as if he acted terribly, I didn't think. I thought he was half decent. What a what a difference in the condition of Mike Tyson from that fil- filming that to what he's like now, eh? Or like his most recent boxing stuff that he was doing. He looks fucking massive in the hangover. Yeah, that'll be the coke bloat. What do you know what like really blows my mind? And I say this to Laurie, like he is like idolized in America. He's a convicted rapist. Yeah. And he's proper, proper like put on this pedestal and all that. He's a an absolute cunt. And on that point, like, I used that exact point to argue a guy. So there was a guy I was arguing with recently, you know me, oh, me shockingly arguing with a guy. Anyway, and they were say, talking about cancel culture and everyone gets cancelled and that. I was like, do they fuck? Like, look at Mike Tyson. And that was my example, Sean. So mm-hmm. I, I just find it really bizarre. And I know about like, People can change and rehabilitation and all that, but like I just, I, I just, can't, I, I've never understood the Tyson thing. I've always just, never, I've never ever liked them. And plus, he bit a guy's ear off. Like, yeah. there's, there's an actual, there's just a massive list. He like just was ridiculous, fucking illegal shit he's done, horrible stuff he's done. Yet, yeah. oh, it's Mike Tyson. I, don't, I think I don't like that's what. I agree with Sean. It's like when I think of Mike Tyson, I think of the earbite, and I don't think of the convicted rapist bit, which you obviously would think of because because it seemed to get squashed over quite a lot. Uh, um, and as obviously like, that was before the like the earbiting thing and all that. So I suppose like oh yeah, but in terms of think that would still be the main thing that would be because obviously for that uh, boxing fight, like Kel was saying, and I don't remember it being. I didn't even watch the fight or anything, but I don't remember it being mentioned once, and then. I think the final thing for me is like when I say about things that were obvious it was going to happen is like when they're trying to find 
the groom, and then they go and find them with all with these um, people that had obviously um, kidnapped him. Like you could see it coming a mile if it was going to be the different. It wasn't going to be him. Like it was so obvious. Like imagine if it was one of us being kidnapped, right? And then you you think, all right, we've got him. Not for one second you think, well, we should check what his face looks like before we hand over 80 grand. No, we'll just, could be empty, but we'll just go and hand over 80 grand. It was just, that was just stupid. But I know I'm picking potholes and maybe it's meant to be something that is just meant to be based on, it's maybe just meant to be a sort of simple, simple watch, which it was. And I did, I did enjoy it to an extent, but it's still not going to be, I'd, I'd be surprised if anyone comes in and says that, it's class, put it that way, because there's a lot that could be done, could be done better. But as with as it's something that's, it's fun, it's enjoyable. You can maybe see it coming, and you get some laughs for it. But again, not anything that you're like uncontrollable after, because you can see quite a bit of it coming anyway. Uh, I was just going to come in and say that you're about to be surprised then, because Angus is class. But, uh, and I was also going to come in and say, yeah, talk about one of us getting uh, kidnapped. Going by the condition that we were in that Sunday morning, that caravan, there's absolutely no way any of us is getting out of bed to go look for another one if <laughs> any of us gets kidnapped. That's a good point, uh, actually. It gives, a false, it gives a false idea of how bad hangovers can be. They're all bouncing about between it. The, the boys boys lost a tooth and he's still ready to go. Imagine if you lost a tooth to anybody, I'm gonna look for him. You'd be in a you'd be lying, you'd probably prefer to be in the in the bathroom with a tiger instead of going and look for your pal. Schedule your rescue on Tuesday afternoon to start feeling normal again. <laughs> there is a just to, just to sidebar a little bit from this, there is a a difference to what drinking culture in UK is like versus versus America. Um I've been watching Cobra Kai on Netflix, yeah, great wee series. But when you see them in their parties with their red cups and their DJs and they're, they're, they're having a couple of white claws together and they're absolutely miraculous after it and they're all dying, I'm like, it's just such a different experience to what you see here in the UK. Um, so I don't, imagine with the, the amount that they have sunk in alcohol that night would have been the pre-drinks before they were headed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That makes me think of being like 15 and having a bet with my mate on how many shots you would get out of a full bottle of Aftershock. And obviously to test that, we just had to buy a bottle of Aftershock and sit and smash shots out of it. Um, and see, you think back at 15, that's a stupid and dangerous thing to do. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, we used to buy the, the, the K-Cider back when it was like 9% a can. It was like, how many cans of this like ridiculously strong cider can you drink before you pass out on a Tuesday night at doing the park? Still about 8%, I'm sure. I don't think, I guess I went to leave it, but it's no... I don't think you can get it here now because they got rid of like, all the JK ciders and that, so you can't even get and a I've seen it in one, one, of the, one of the shops just around the, around the road for me. I should maybe go and get one and sink it for the rest of the stream. Well, I was I was also going to add that I I seen this uh, the other day in Bores. Uh, it was uh, I was driving in absolute pish and rain, and somebody was walking down the street with a three three packet. Uh, sorry, a four packet of K cider, three in one hand and drinking one of them in a pish and rain. <laughs> Make I'm Scotland nice again, great again. Bring back Omega cider. That's what I say. I've never heard of that. Omega was terrible. It was like pound That was about a pound for three liters. 
Uh, you stuff the top up with blackcurrant to make it drinkable. That <laughs> tastes like... I remember Omega tasting like what sick smells like. Oh, God. I hate cider <laughs> for that reason. It just reminds me of spew. Like the, the aftertaste of it. I hate it. I've lost here the thought of who was talking who here. Uh, I have I have no idea. I'm just going to. I just left, so you can end uh, the one after me. Uh, I I love this. I remember going to the pictures to see it, and I just remember just howling constantly through it. And I think that this changed comedy and films quite a bit. Uh, I think Zach. I can never say his name. Uh, Gareth. What's his second name? Galfanakis. Galfanakis, he's absolutely amazing in this. Like, it's just, uh, I think the way that they are together, like, the three of them, is they just work really, really well together. Like, Doug's the boring one, and he's he's obviously the one that goes missing. But the way that these three work together is just absolutely brilliant. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I just really like it, and I've seen it so many times. And even just watching it is such an easy watch. Like even if I, it doesn't really necessarily make me laugh as much as it did when I first seen it, like there is still bits that I'll laugh at. Like see when he bangs the baby's head off the car, I just laugh at that every time. I know it's coming. It's just such a simple, stupid thing, but I, I just find it funny. Uh, I, I again like Ted. It's it's over the top. It's stupid and pretty unrealistic, obviously, but. Like uh, pretty much everybody can relate to, maybe not to the extent of what happens in the film, but everybody can relate to being hungover and trying to remember what you've done the night before, uh, even if it is just the once that that's happened in your life, where you got that drunk and you can't, you literally cannot remember anything. So like it is quite relatable in that sense, not to the extent where you're stealing tigers for Mike Tyson and <laughs> all of this kind of stuff. Uh, but not like I think this will be a this, this is a film that I've seen so many times. Uh, like it's so much better than the second and the third one. Again, they're just quite rightly so as well. Just absolutely milking it for for all it's worth. Uh, I actually think the second one was all right. I remember I think the third one was utter dog shit. But the first one for me is definitely up there in terms of more recent comedies. Uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I was just going to ask is so I've obviously not watched second or third one, so is it the same cast or is it a completely different cast? Or how does that work? you have watched the second one because the second one's just this, but we made in like Singapore, whatever it is. So you have watched Bang- the second Bangkok. one. Bangkok. So it's, it? it's the same people. It's yeah. the same people, aye. Uh, right. It's just a different right. situation that they're in. Right. Same, same situation, same plot, same everything. Just different right. country. I kind of, I'm just trying to look to see what. Uh, the third one was because I can't remember that at all. Oh, so no, Alan's in the mental hospital mm-hmm. or something like that. Aye, and then they got blackmailed or something. Like that. I don't, I, I don't think there's an actual hangover, and as I say, into the third one where it, I think it's it a totally different. They, one of their own is kidnapped by an angry gangster. The Wolfpack must track down Mister Chow, who has escaped from prison, is on the run. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I find Mister Chow really irritating. He's the yeah. only one that I just find annoying. I just don't. But like again, it's not really enough to make me like absolutely hate it. But uh, so this is one that, I, that I've always enjoyed, and I, I could watch it any time really. I'd uh, just quite like to follow on from Sean because it doesn't happen often. 
that I fully agree with Sean and his assessment of this. I think almost everything you said, I would agree with. Um, I think that this has got the perfect amount of Zach Galifianakis. It doesn't overdo it. I think no. the next, same with Mr. Chow, right? I think in this film, see when he first jumps out and gets his tiny little dick in his in thingy's face, like right in his face, and like does all the fucking mad shit. So fucking funny. Um, but then by the third one, I'm sick to fucking death of him. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I watch, does anyone watch Community? No, but I do. Like, obviously, uh, there's like the one sort of clip that's obviously been cut up and you overused over the top one with the. But I know obviously who he is in that show. Aye, he basically plays the same character. Um, I'm just going to keep talking now because I'm talking. So, um, <laughs> aye, I think Sean actually said something that I was going to say, and this is why it would have also been good to have had this and Airplane as the two movies, is because I think this is probably the last defining comedy. Like, I, I, I don't think there's been another big blockbuster comedy since this. And it's been copied to death. Like, we've watched Bridesmaids, like, that's just a hangover in a different situation. Like, there's tons of them that just gets copied and copied and copied this film. To the extent that it copied itself with the second one, and it's just, like, the exact same movie. Um, but I don't want any of that to take away from it. And I'm a bit like Sean, like, I went to see the cinema, I'm trying to think back to that time. And I just thought this was excellent. Um to the point that I dressed up as Alan for, for the hangover that year for uh, my office Halloween party. Uh, and I won 50 quid in vouchers for the best dressed. Um, as you can tell, for you guys looking at me, obviously people listening, it's not a big stretch for me to look like him. So um, make it that way. Well. <laughs> same suspicious background between you, the same beard, the same hair. It's basically no. you in the morning. It's just me and I. I just and I had to, I did have to stuff my belly with a pillow, uh, but apart from that, there was very little effort put into looking like him. So, must have been a few years back that you stuffed that pillow. Say that again. Must have been a few years ago if you had to stuff a pillow. Oh, I'm still, I'm still. Hey, I am in the best shape out of anyone in this uh, group by a lot. <laughs> that's, that's no achievement. Trust me, it's <laughs> not an achievement. Um, but I, to sum it up. I think this is good. Some of the moments that I think go underappreciated are the band at the end, the wedding mm-hmm. band. They're also in an underrated film, which is old school. Oh, and... just still a bit of my fucking trivia. Why don't you? Sorry, sorry. In my dream, you can actually hire this band. And in my dream scenario, if I was to ever be actually get married, I would want them. I would want them to be my wedding band. Um, bye. I think they're super funny. Um, when you go, Sean. I just want to just when you said about the band, the soundtrack for the film is absolutely tremendous. So you just like the the bit where like it, it's it's playing when they have the drink on the roof, and then it fast forward, and it's got that like that kind of drum kind of. So it's just I just love the soundtrack for this. I just wanted to say that I forgot to say that uh, when I was doing my spiel. Funnily enough, uh, I was going to mention that scene as well with that song which is um Usher. Is it yeah the name of the song by Usher? Uh, no, it's not that uh, one. No, that another one. I'm nobody like fucking sing it or that I'm not embarrass myself. But when it basically transitions between the night time and then them lying on the in the hotel room floor, I need to 
I'll need to find it. Anyway, I'll let you see if I can think of what it is. Aye, but it just fits really, really well. Unless I've got mixed up with the songs, but this song's definitely in it. And like, even when they're driving to Vegas, and then like, after like, where like Alan tells me he's fine, they change lane and all that, and it just plays the song as, they, as they're driving in, and you see all the lights and all that. Like, it's just everything's just really, really well done. Aye, I definitely agree. It's a, it's a well put together film. It just everything works about it. Um, some of my favourite bits, I think, go unnoticed. Like, see when they check in, and Alan asks, "Is this the real Caesar's <laughs> Palace?" Mm-hmm. Uh, like, does me every time. Like, see, it's the little things in this film that I like. Like, uh, asking if he gets a fucking beeper reception. That's like in the same bit. Uh, do you get a reception for uh, beepers here? Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? The guy's just so I'm weird, just, man. I'm just reading some some quotes from it, and I'm sitting here chuckling away at myself because the one where Stu says, "She's got my grandmother's Holocaust ring," <laughs> and Alan replies. <laughs> I didn't know they gave it rings at the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you like that sort of shit, you'll love airplane. That's what I mean. There's tons of that sort of shit in it. Um, <laughs> but aye, uh, the, the, that's my favourite thing about this film, are all the little bits, that not the over-the-top bits with Mike Tyson punching somebody in the face or whatever. It's all those little bits in between that do it for me. Um, but aye, it's an iconic film. It's spawned a million fucking gifts and memes. Adam, I've got a feeling that uh, Burnsy's going to be the one to be the odd one out here as we go to Hunter. Um, you will be correct. I, I need to jump in on the Sean and Daniel bandwagon. I enjoy this film. I mean, yes, I've got to be pretty much having stolen everything that I would say that's so good about this. But I remember going to see this at the cinema and I think what you need to give the credit to now. I don't remember there being much hype around this. It was definitely one of those, oh, have you seen this? You need to go see it. It's so funny. And I think I remember going to see it. It must have been a good few weeks and the cinema was still packed. It was just going on. I keep remembering it must have been on for so long. And then you even consider, I think, the low budget it was compared to what it actually turned and made is just shows you the sort of impact that it's had. And it's, and again, it's, there's so many iconic moments from it. I mean, I was, kind of properly, I wouldn't call myself a hangover mark, but I definitely did have a paging doctor faggot message thrown on my phone for <laughs> a few weeks after it came out. But again, as I said, I, said even, I think now over time, it maybe still doesn't hit you that way. I do remember being absolutely doubled over laughing in the cinema when it first, after I got to see it. And it might, you maybe not got that then, but I think you can still have a good laugh and a chuckle with it. And I mean, as you say, Daniel, and it probably is a good fair point, has there, there's never been a, a comedy film since it's got anywhere close and we've got to take a lot of factors in the comedy level like sort of impact of what it's had and you're talking about obviously even the low budget to what it turned around. I mean even like, I think it was Bradley Cooper's career no fucking doing the Swanee essentially until this came out and it's basically saved his career today so um, I mean it, it, a lot, it's, it's just what may have they actually want from it it's made on such it's, I don't know what it is, it's just so hard to, I just maybe said I, but about Mr Chow, but again, he's only annoying because of what he's been and done since, and he's the everywhere when he's, what with that, what the mass singer read, he's fucking everywhere, it seems like now, but in the film, as you said, you said, the impact that everything has the first time round is, for me, I remember back then, it was, everything was hilarious, and even maybe the second, third time watching it, but then I think, there's then the second and third films maybe do tarnish it slightly, but then you've also then got to, they've said different separate films 
you've got to try and take them out, not use them too hard when assessing this. But I mean, for me, that's probably for an impact for a new comedy. I don't think anything has come close since, and I'm still waiting with bated breath for the next thing to come and have me doubled up in a cinema laughing. I think we'll be waiting a while for that, but there doesn't seem to be anything at all. Plus, they've also got the fact of the fact I'm turning into a miserable old master at the same time, pace. So. Right. <laughs> that is, One, this is not a linear scale, so I've got to give it some point. Turning into <laughs> I well, I'm like fully morphed into fucking miserable old bastard. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Well, let's get some trivia if you've got any left from Daniel Steele. I do, that. yes. So obviously that the Daniel had taken on was that the band um, that's at the end also in the film Old School, and I just was trying to find that song that Sean had mentioned. As you said, you can actually hire them to play. You can you can actually hire them to play your actual wedding, which I actually thought was quite cool. Um, so, and as I did touch on earlier when we were talking about the shape that Mike Tyson was in for this film, uh, he revealed that he only appeared in the film with Fundy's dog habit and that he was high on cocaine <laughs> when filming the suits. Fuck's sake, man. What a hero, <laughs> yeah, eh? Later, I know. American hero, indeed. Uh, he also said that working on the film convinced him to change his lifestyle, but was happy to take the paycheck to get back on that cocaine as soon as he got it. Um, apparently, plans for a sequel um, which became The Hangover Part 2 in 2011, had already been made before this film was even in theatres. I'd imagine the plans being reduced a script, but let's just put them in a different country. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some of the uh, people who turned down uh, the role of Alan were uh, Jack Black, uh, Jonah Hill and Jake Gyllenhaal, which would have been... What? Weird. Yep. Uh. And after they turned it down, that's when the role was rewritten and obviously that girlfriend has then got the role. Um, and finally, the last one I've got here is Paul Rudd turned down the role of Phil. This is one of those movies where the main three, see the other guy that goes missing, he can be anybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He can be Paul Rudd, that would maybe make him more interesting. He's uh-huh. the most forgettable cunt that, who only, must only live off this film, I don't know if he's anything else. Um, but that main three, like Sean said, like there's just something about the three of them. Any other combination would not have worked at all, I don't think. I think I had read somewhere that they actually had a friendship before filming this, so I think that's probably why they do work so well together on it. But like I just said, like when you see some of the names that was mentioned for some of the roles, it's like it's just there's not the same film and it doesn't it wouldn't have been anywhere near successful. Obviously, you can that you can tell that camaraderie between the three does show on screen. Well, I'm just looking to see what else that guy is in that we may know him from. But a movie that was, uh, I'm calling him that guy because I didn't know his name until I just loaded it up there. Justin Barfer is uh, more most known for National Treasure. Oh, is he the wee assistant guy? Uh, the wee guy with the glex. He's pretty good at that, actually. Shite film, though. Well, and I just also googled there in the background how much it would cost you, Daniel, for when you for when you get married to hire the Dan Band. It's anywhere between forty thousand dollars and seventy five thousand dollars. Fucking hell! Yeah. <laughs> uh, just on that, before we move on from them, um, have you, uh, you seen Old School? Yes. Um, yep. The the song is as a man I aspire to be. Aye. Um, <laughs> the song is singing Old Schools much funnier than this one 
like it's it's so much more subtle. Um, I'll send it in the chat after this. It's fucking funny. Fair play, fair play. Well, let's get ahead into the scores and then also start off with the projected low score and more into the high score. So, Burns, you can set us off first, please. Aye, right, so it's definitely better for Ted. I think you would be a bit surprised at what I'm saying. So, gave Ted a 2.25, so this is a 2.75. 2.75. Let's fire to Sean this time. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. A 4.5, Hunter? Um, four for me. Four for Hunter is how I was going to score it myself, so that'd be a four from me as well, Burnsy. Daniel to finish us off. I'm right in the middle. I'm a 4.25. 4.25. Now, Burnsy, I'll try and stall a little bit longer for you to do the maths because there's some there are high numbers from counting that you may struggle with. I know. I need to get my thing. Need to count a lot of fingers for that. Um, that's a uh, 3.9. 3.9, guys. This put, if there is one movie ties directly with this. What would it be? Uh, the Fighter. No. Uh, Back to the Future 1. <laughs> <laughs> there will be blood. There will be blood. God, no, that should be miles down. Uh, this actually comes in line with um, my thoughts that Daniel's got the list up in front of him because it is the fighter. Oh, that's funny. Now, I don't have the list in front of me, but I was drunkenly showing it to a guy from my work. So maybe it's like stayed in my head somewhere, but I, I promise I'm not looking at it. So it's joint 30th with a 3.90. Uh, Kill Bill Burns is a 3.85, so it's very close. Oh, good show. Uh, I'm looking forward to the hate I'm going to get. Well, that one thing that make you feel good before you get shot on all over in the comments. Well, that guy's that does. Uh, bring oh, sorry, us... I didn't. I didn't hear what you said there, Kyle. I thought there was some more to that comment. Right. Just, just ignore <laughs> me. That's fine. <laughs> it's not. It's a podcast, and I need a bit of interaction to come forward before I move us towards the end. But it's like you know that his head. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to, however, spin the wheel before we finish up, uh, but we are finished with the movies for this week. Um, I can't remember what the scores were off the top of my head, but that is Ted and The Hangover. Ted absolutely shot on uh, The Hangover, getting some great praise. Why are you spinning the wheel? Uh, what's going on here? I uh, know we've got a 2.0 to launch. We're not spinning the wheel? No. No, unless you want to put letters on it. Just spin it for a laugh. Aye. Here's what it could have been. <laughs> we could put bets on what we think. Uh, <laughs> it was a good one we made, yeah. You can tell who didn't listen when I was talking for 10 minutes before we started, eh? No, we're uh, not doing that, so it's alright. Series? What the fuck is that? We're uh, watching TV series. series. <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. Just uh, uh, get that to me. We're we back in two months, but with time we've all watched Sopranos. To give some... I mean, uh, some context okay. of why I wasn't listening. I when when you were talking but pre-recording, I had to go downstairs to deal with my puppy because she was barking. And when I went downstairs to see why she was barking, she was barking at the TV because Netflix had asked her if she was still there to be watching. <laughs> so I had to put the TV back on for her. She stopped barking since then. What well, is she watching on Netflix? That, I told you before that that it was a waste of electricity having the having the TV on. So if you didn't do it in the first place, you wouldn't have had that problem. 
you also told me it was a waste having the dog. I didn't I say that. Know, uh, how would your puppy <laughs> join the Jeffrey uh, Dahmer <laughs> documentary? Um, she was watching Boss Baby, actually. So oh. she's a big Boss Baby. Wait, oh, you put kids' TV on for it? To be fair, it was what Poppy was watching before she went to bed, so I just left it on. But if I was to have choices, I would have put Paw Patrol on for her, obviously. 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 <laughs> well, guys, uh, we are coming to an end of tonight's recording. I have absolutely no idea what's going to be happening in the future, but Daniel will keep you up to date on Instagram. <laughs> so if you are listening and you want to know what's going to be happening in the upcoming weeks, um, go on to our Instagram account where when Daniel can get his finger out, he will keep it up to date uh, and let you know. Guys, yes. that's Thank you very much. Have a, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot what I even say. As Moran's bid you, farewell. Adios. Bye, driver. I'll <laughs> 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 you Google what uh, bye, driver is in German for next day. <laughs> bye, driver. <laughs> Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! Hey, moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.